you have come to a place where all sports matter. And some sports just matter more than others. This is the LTV Sportscast. And now your host, Leighton. Welcome sports fans to another episode of the LTV Sportscast. Game week for English Premier League and FBL. Coming back from international break, so much has happened, so much to talk about. Joining us out of the UAE, a big man, Prashad. How are you doing, Prashad? Hi, Lathan. Hi to the viewers. Um, it's great to be on the show. Um, yeah, lots has happened during the, the international break. Um, looking forward to to what's ahead in the show today. Okay, excellent. Thanks, man. So then again, if you are jamming FPL, make sure you join the, the Pods Bragging Rights League. It is free to play. It remains open. The bragging rights is up for grabs. And there is nothing better than bragging rights. And the code is G94H2J. That is Golf94Hotel2Juliet. Now, again, we'd love to get your feedback on the show. So if you'd like to be a guest or just have something to say, drop us a mail at feedback at LatentTV. Dot com. You can also find us on Instagram as well as on Twitter at LTV underscore sportscast. And then a small plea to support the show. You can buy us a coffee on coffee.com forward slash latent TV. And that will be in the show notes. Now, Prashun, okay. I know, I know you're a Liverpool man. Can I, can I say a dirty word to you? Can I say it? Say yes. Yes, you can. Ronaldo. Big, big talk. Ronaldo back to Manchester United. <sighs> Every Bruno Fernandes uh, supporter is is uh, is thinking to themselves that uh, things have changed, that uh, Fernandes' fortunes have changed, but every United fan must be loving it. And I think the Premier League is lucky to have Ronaldo back on the field. It's going to be very, very interesting. Your thoughts on Ronaldo? How do you feel about the man after he left United and went and did these other things? For me personally, I believe that Ronaldo is one of the best, if not the best player in the world. Um, he's been to all the leagues. The, the, the La Liga and Italy. Mm. He, only, he only failed in Italy. Well, did he because really? He won. He won one um, Serie A championship, didn't he? Didn't Juve win the first year he was there? I, I think he won, but uh, Juve bought him to win the Champions League. Okay. That was their ultimate goal. Okay. But um, yeah, he's moved back to Man United. We have. Lo- I have lots of Man United fans who are buzzing. <laughs> I'm sure. Who've already. Who've already. Wildcarded their teams for him. Ah, the FPL and, side of things, yeah. We're, and we will get into that FPL yeah. uh, when we get into our tip and chip segment. Uh, and uh, truth be told, I, I hit the wildcard button before Ronaldo confirmed. So I think I did. Did I? Or well, it looked like he was going to confirm. So I, I got my wildcard in. And I, as a Liverpool man, it. Uh, doesn't quite pain me to say I will be getting Ronaldo in early, very early. But yeah, we'll talk about we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later uh, when we when we unpack the FPL side of things. Um, I was speaking to Jeremy off air, and he was he was telling me he's thinking that the 
uh, Premier League might be too fast for for an old man like Ronaldo. But I mean, Ronaldo's gone out there. He, I mean, he's just scored the. He's now broken the international record for most goals. Is um, there anything he can't I, do? I, 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 think, I, I think what he'll bring to United is the front man who can head the ball. Because if you look at the way he heads the ball and with Luke Shaw putting in those crosses from the side, mm. I'm, sh- I'm sure he'll get a lot of goals. But also, what does this do to Bruno Fernandes and, and the rest of the United squad? Does it lift them or does it affect them? Because obviously Cavani is also there. So... I'm, I'm very interested to see the lineup that uh, Ole puts out there and and the way Ole manages Ronaldo because Ronaldo is practically can manage himself. Yeah, but the, I don't think, again, I know we always make the make the jibes or the jabs in, in Ole's uh, di- direction, Ole Gunnar direction because, because, because you always get the feeling that the team is run by Fernandes and Pogba. Now, with Ronaldo being there, you start to ask the question, like, who's then going to take charge? Because um, does Pogba follow Ronaldo? Because Ronaldo's the man. I mean, he obviously, he's the man. And when you speak about harmony in a team, Ronaldo wants to take the, all the free kicks. Ronaldo wants to take all the penalties. Ronaldo wants to score all the goals. And... Truth be told, if that United team feeds Ronaldo uh, more often than not, Ronaldo will come through if he gets fed. It's it's going to happen. He is that good. And, I mean, he takes shots from outside the box, inside the box, jumping headers, scissor kicks, bicycle kicks. Is there anything in his arsenal that Ronaldo does not have? He doesn't have the Man United captain's arm there. Give it time. Give it time. He, I'll, I'll tell you what. If he runs out onto the field on um, on Sun, is it Sunday? They're playing Sunday or they're playing Saturday? Um, Saturday. If he runs out onto the field against Newcastle home game on Saturday at um, at Old Trafford with the with the captain's armband, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I, I also won't be surprised if he does. But the man doesn't need an introduction. He speaks for himself. Mm. And he's a and he's a great character yeah, off great. the field. So it's it's actually as a Liverpool fan, it's very difficult to dislike Ronaldo. Um, I mean, we we've been blessed obviously in our day and age to get to watch Ronaldo and Messi, two of the best ever to do it, at the same time. And generally, the I mean. Given, I, I don't know if it's a, a massive PR campaign or whatever it is. Or maybe they have the right guys that do the PR for them. But Ronaldo really does seem like a genuine person. And I mean, I'm not talking about the crying footballer kind of thing because I'm still trying to find a footballer that doesn't cry about everything. Uh, there are there are a little bit uh, whiny in that respect. Um, but that's that's only because they get away with it. With the, and they get away with the whining. But the other side of that is. There are still guys playing at the highest level of football. Um, emotions do run high. So you expect that to happen on the field. Um, so we, I suppose we can find any reason to dislike 
a whiny player on the field. But off the field, it seems like Ronaldo is the full package, man. He is the full package. He he is a role model to children uh, of all of all um, supporter groups. I, I can't find, I can't fault him. Let's put it that way. And definitely, you, you, we can, we can't fault the man. He's he's actually achieved a lot. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing him in the Premier League and what he can do. The question, and, uh, yeah, sorry. That I have a question. Lukaku versus Ronaldo, um, as now obviously both have come from Italy, one one from Inter, one from Juve. And I don't I don't want to say they're both flat track bullies, but it does kind of feel that way. I mean Romalu Ro, Lukaku will run over small teams and so will so will Cristiano Ronaldo. He can do it against the big teams too. Do you see do 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 you see them going head to head for a uh, golden boot? Because I know Ronaldo starts uh, three games with thirty five games left to go. You can't take him out of the golden boot race. Um, I'm I'm sure they they all going to be going for the golden boot, but uh, that's why I'm interested in seeing Ole's team mm. because he's he, he's he's got a lot of. Uh, talent at his disposal now and w- what happens with Ma- Mason Greenwood as well does he move aside does he rotate the players is is Ronaldo there for Champions League well we if, if we, I had we to have guess to wait. Oh, but let's hazard a guess on this one um, Ronaldo will play up front center in the middle there's a good chance Mason Greenwood, obviously he's a fan, had a fantastic start to the season. He's going to play out uh, wide right. Um, I'm not entirely sure who's going to play play on the left for them. Um, who played on the left for them against Wolves? Uh, let me just think over here. I think Sancho. It was. It was Jaden Sancho, 100% correct. So Fernandez might still most likely fill that spot behind uh, behind Ronaldo. I assume he would, um, but then again, he's he's going to turn into what you believe he would turn into an assist machine, or or does this play favorably for Fernandez because now they're going to be marking Ronaldo, which is going to free up Fernandez, um, so Fernandez might actually get uh, more in open play, obviously less uh, less on the less from the spot, but more goals in open play because of it, and he's going to open up an assist register. Um, which might be second to none because the man he's feeding punishes teams. Ronaldo punishes teams. His goal record, I think, um, across across his career is something like 0.75 goals per game, and that includes when he started out you know, young as a, as a winger, um, not so much as a forward, you know, when he was less of a goal threat and more of an assist kind of guy. Nearly a goal a game over a career. I mean, what's it? Something six hundred and seventy-four goals in his career in nearly nine hundred appearances. Yeah, it it will be good to see Ronaldo, and whether he'll be up to the speed with the Premier League, mm. because age age is against him at the moment. But but he he looks he looks very fit for his age. This is what I talk about and off the field being a role model. He's a very healthy man. Yeah. Yeah. So we just have to look 
look at uh, all that from a Liverpool po- point of view. I'm hoping there's no assists and no goals for Bruno Fernandes and Ronaldo. Does uh, but, does uh, United guys in the FPL um, scenario do do they keep both? Is Fernandes still worth twelve and a half million if he's no longer the main man? If, to to me, it's it's such a hard and difficult situation because if if both players blank on a day, mm. then you're in trouble. Mm. And and they they don't come cheap. It's unlike Liverpool where if you put um, a Salah and Jota, yeah, exactly. It's it's like five million less to get those two in. But I I, I think you'll have to either have one of Ronaldo or 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 um, Bruno Fernandes if if you play FPL that way. Okay. Now then. It, then there's a bunch of guys that's coming up from from South America that have been given the uh, sorry you are not going to be playing this weekend because uh, of uh, regulations and laws unless you're Richarlison because Richarlison has got a has got a good healthy relationship with the uh, with the Brazilian FA so they the, the what got to me was the punishment was not consistent uh, across the board for for the people, which was I was like ah, I don't know if you if you're gonna punish one you got to punish all of them it can't it can't all work for it and then uh, what's it Bundia's out uh, Gabriel Jesus is out Firmino's out Fabinho's out Edison is out Edison is um, out Allison is out so there's a chunk of guys that are not playing this weekend purely because of uh, travel restrictions. Um, especially the South American side of things. I, I, I actually read this prior to the international uh, fixtures. I, I, I went on the site and I was reading. And FIFA, FIFA rules are if you don't release the, the player mm. for any reasons, uh, I'll, there is a five-day ban. So it it was not something new for the clubs, and I, I'm I'm sure they've already got their lawyers or whoever involved to try to overturn the ban tomorrow. Yeah, but do you think it's going to happen? So F- FIFA doesn't I, I, uh, FIFA I, doesn't back down to anyone. They get yeah, their way. I, I don't think it will happen. I don't think it will happen this game week. But I think going forward, if it happens again. Mm. It 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 will it, they they will have it overturned by then. Yeah, see, their the only loophole, and I think this is where the mistake comes, is um, Richarlison is not being punished. He's the only one. It's like how how do you how do you you cannot be selective about it. It doesn't seem right. Yeah, it, 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 it should have been across the whole board. Right. If you're banning this players, you you have to ban that player as well. Right, but now, so. if you're making an exception for one, that means you can make an exception for all. Exactly, exactly, and that's the part that gets to me because I, I, uh, Jeremy will tell you, uh, and I, obviously, I mean, from you hearing the show, I, I'm a stickler for rules. I I like a rule that is consistent, which punishes um, fairly right across the board. So I don't uh, I don't uh, particularly like when when there is exceptions made for certain individuals. It never, 
It never works for me. I, I never approve of it. Let's put it that way. Plus, we, we also have to look at uh, players coming back from international duty. Mm. We don't know whether they'll all pass COVID tests, etc. So you have to take all that into consideration when traveling. Yeah. Tell me, and, is him and I, I, as well? Um, is I, I read somewhere yeah. that he's going to have a five-day thing, but everywhere it looks like the, they say that he's going to be um, going to be be jamming this weekend. Most places say that, and I just read in one article, Jimenez five days, and he's only going to be available on the 18th again. Yeah, yeah. I have also read Jimenez is also out, so I'm I'm not I'm not entirely sure on that. Um, I'm not sure if they updated it on the FPL itself. Yeah. Let me just check here. So this is to the listeners that are out there. Make sure that before you do, when we get to the FPL side of things, make sure that you, you see what happens right before um, all the press conferences, before you finalize your teams. There's a lot of unknowns. One thing that we do know, Mr. Pallad, is that uh, Harry Kane has made a commitment to Tottenham for now because he's obviously still there which is great news for Spurs, considering Son is uh, has an injury, apparently. Mm, yeah, he's got a 75% chance of playing. Um, so I, I, I've seen the injury that he picked up. He looks very doubtful for mm. the weekend. I've heard that as well. And talking about the weekend, that is our first game for the weekend as we dive into the game week. Crystal Palace are at home to Spurs. And it is going to be um, probably Tottenham's best chance of scoring goals. I mean, I think they have scored. They've scored as many goals as Brentford have scored. Let's put it that way. They're on top of the Premier yes. League, having scored seven less goals than the, the team in second. Three goals, three games, three wins, one nil. Uh, Tottenham have got it in there. And I remember last week I was... I was, uh, not last week, before the last game week, I was asking around about uh, Bergwijn, whether he was going to play, you know, that obviously now that Kane is back, will they ship Son to the other side? And they landed up doing that, and Bergwijn got the assist. So I, there was a little bit of a bitter pull on, on my FPL side of things. But there is something that can be said. Bergwijn, when I, I had the conversation again off air with uh, with somebody else, uh, we're comparing Bergwijn versus Deli Ali, and I was like, Bergwijn monsters him. You know, there's there's no comparison for me. Bergwijn is obviously, you know, talismatic. Uh, not quite talismatic, but he has been a creative driving force, uh, especially down the left wing, and he landed up getting the assist in the game um, for Son's goal. I believe he was given yeah. the assist. I think so too. So, yeah, he did. He did get the assist. So Crystal Palace versus Spurs. Crystal Palace have obviously started off with a loss in well, a, a loss to Chelsea. I mean, that's very much understandable because most teams are going to do that this season. Um, they drew against Brentford, and then they drew against West Ham, which is probably the most interesting interesting part. I was I was not expecting. Um, Crystal Palace to to come out and get results with Gallagher getting two goals. Conor Gallagher. Yeah. What was your takeaway for when when I look at mm. yeah when I look at Crystal Palace it's like you have to wait and see which team turns up on the day. Yeah. Because 
what, what the first weekend they got uh, they got uh, three from Chelsea. Yeah. Then against uh, against Brentford, I'm not they sure drew they played the second game. Brentford, no, no. They drew no, no. Yeah. And and then against West Ham, they were they were outstanding. They they felt like a a team willing to fight and and I watched that game there and I said, Yo, this Crystal Palace team looks good. Yeah, exactly. But then again, then again, now when you look for the goals in Crystal Palace, Wilfred Zaha doesn't look like he's he's uh, on form. Mm. Doesn't look like he's scoring any. Doesn't look like he's interested in playing for Crystal Palace. Well, does he ever look like so, he's interested? Does he ever look like he's interested in playing? He looks like he actually hates football. I, I, he, he does look like that. He, do, he does look like that. And when I look at him, I'm like, is he the only hope for Crystal Palace? And but but I think at home they probably will 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 do well. I'm I'm hoping for them to at least put a stop to Spurs um, surge at the top. I wouldn't quite call three goals in three games a massive surge. Um, look, I think uh, Crystal Palace are, are probably missing out on a player that. I probably enjoyed the most out of their team last season, uh, that Eze, but he's now, he's in for an op, so, I mean, who knows uh, when he's going to be back. Yep. So they've got Benteke, they're, they're, they're heavily relying on Benteke, and whether this Gallagher is is going to maintain some form or some, some type of run, the thing is they are coming up against the Tottenham side, which are only, I think they're only weakened by the fact that they're not going to have Son on the field. But the rest of their the rest of their team is the rest of their team might might just be top. And and they are settled team as well and defensively they're very good. Yeah, the, the first defensive. team has come a long way. Yeah, with, but that's obviously because has, of Nuno uh coming in there. And, I mean he was defensive minded at but, um Wolves. Also, was it Spurs who got a, a new centre back or during the transfer? Before lock, before the transfer window closed, it must have been Arsenal. Yeah, and the, now they got. Uh, let's just see the the players players coming in was uh, that saw Pepe on the twenty seventh of the eighth. He came in, and then mm-hmm. on the thirty first, they had that uh, Royal Emerson from Barcelona that came in to to their team. So whether whether they're going to have, um, I mean, they have a very settled backline, Spurs right now. Uh, I mean, their their team itself does look does look pretty healthy. The, that uh, Taranga, what's it? Uh, uh, Taranga, he he's looking decent. So is Regulon. I mean, uh, he's he's going to be a standout player for them. Hmm? Sanchez. Sanchez is out, but he's injured. Yeah, he's out because of quarantine. because so, of quarantine. Yeah, quarantine regulations. Sanchez is hmm. Yeah, so he's out. But now, so you look so, at, but Spurs are going to come at Crystal Palace, I and mean, you think they're going to have to? I mean, Crystal Palace do think that you do get the feeling that they will sit back. I don't know if they will play the same game against. Uh, Spurs that they played against West Ham because Spurs are fast in the front 
from from all sides, with or without Son. I mean, you've got Kane uh, as you know a target man, and, and he's back, and he obviously wants to now get onto uh, the score sheet. He wants to be the man again um, on the field. Final score for Spurs versus Palace. I'm I'm going for a one all. A one all. Is that hopeful I, thinking? Is it just because you want it to happen? Is this like you speak it into belief, or do you think it's really going to happen? Uh, if if uh, Crystal Palace can keep that second half performance against West Ham going, okay, they they definitely they definitely can get a result, uh, knowing it's at home. If it was in White Hart Lane, yes, I will I will definitely go towards um, uh, Spurs. But yeah, I'm I'm quite confident on a one-all draw. Okay, I, hopefully. I, I feel slightly hopefully. <laughs> I feel slightly different purely because I think the international break came at the wrong time for Palace when they could have been building momentum. They just had a really good second half and then everyone breaks kind of thing and then you've got to come back again it allows teams big teams to especially regroup reanalyze and uh, refocus and with that happening i think tottenham are bound to actually start to look at getting a fairly decent result with spur uh, with palace not having the most resolute defense uh whether spurs concede i doubt i doubt it but i think they put two past crystal palace this weekend um, now a team a, a match for for the bottom a literally a bottom of the table clash bottom of the table yeah me out here it's a six a six pointer yeah. it, it's a six pointer this it's a six pointer arsenal play norwich yeah. uh arsenal have conceded nine scored none Norwich have conceded 10, scored 1. They have a negative goal difference of 9, both teams, which is unbelievable. Unbelievable that, uh, that, that we, that this is the way it is right now. But, but you have to believe Arsenal are going to come out and they are going to get a result this weekend. I almost want to tell you, I think everything Everything that is happening right now is set up for an Abamyang special. I think this weekend is set up for an Abamyang special. I think it's bound to happen. I think it's going to happen. I think it has to happen for them. Arsenal fans need this. I I I I also think that uh, it's a Abamyang special this weekend, and I, I I think Arsenal should win quite comfortably. Um, yeah, they've, they've had, okay, minus Brentford, they've had a, a, a bad run of games. They had a bad run of games. So, yeah, so Arsenal should, uh, should come up on top. Yeah. I, I think, um, they'll win and, and I'm hoping for my Arsenal fans. I got quite a few that, uh, nice they, they get their six points. <laughs> but I've got quite a few that I know, and when I when when I ask them about Arsenal, they tell me which team is that. We don't support them anymore. Oh, okay. So in that case, in that case, um, I'm surprised that uh, you're such a nice guy that uh, that you're going to hope for your friend's team to win. Um, I figure if they don't support them anymore. There's no point in hoping for your friend's team to, to win, then you might as well hope for an orange win. 
No, I I have another reason why I'm 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 quite confident on Arsenal. Okay, tell me about this reason. Uh, the, the reason is uh, Obama Yang is going to be my captain. Oh, wow. I don't normally FPL. tell my captain. Ah, okay, so we're sharing. He might be the man then we bring into our LTV Cerberus side when we get to that section. So, so Obama Yang, so, so you and I have, obviously, which is, which is quite nice to see that we're on the same Obama Yang uh, pathway. Uh, but and, what and, Arsenal and, is missing this weekend is uh, Smithrow is not, he's not jamming. And I do think uh, Inketia will be playing. Uh, Partey will be playing. Uh, ben White will be playing. Pepe's out though, and uh, uh, Granite Jacker, Jacker, he is also still out at present. Yeah, I, I, I actually have Ben White. Ben White, I've, I've kept him in my team a long time. Okay. But uh, he hasn't played. He's he's just sat on my bench uh, from from the start of the FBL. Um, yeah, I I just I just feel looking at Arsenal's next four games. Also, if you look at the next four games, they, they've got a pretty good run compared to the first three games they had. So, if if you if you you're looking for a asset in Obama Yang. I think now's the time to get him. I, I I know everyone's running after Cristiano Ronaldo, so for good reason, obviously. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think uh, Aubameyang. The problem is Aubameyang really is a differential that will be a shot in the dark. Um, but if it does come off for him again, like I say, it, it does seem like this week is set up for him. And I mean Norwich, they they've just uh, uh, Brandon Williams has just come on loan from Manchester United. Does you know he's he's going to obviously be in that team you know but it, does norwich have a defense at all like at all that's uh, do they no, do they I, even have a plan i i i have no idea what norwich plan is because all i see is when they're playing is they're all running and trying to score a goal do you know and that ozen Quebec they, has has gone to norwich on a loan as well yeah, I, I did see that one. Uh, hopefully, he does well. Um, so yes, yeah, so, there's an ex. Uh, so so again, ex Liverpool player, but not in this game week. Not not this game week. Yeah, not for this game week. Purely because your hope. I, I think I think Prish, uh, you I've looked at uh, while listening to you speak. Like you said, you you are a man that does enjoy a. Uh, a competitive um, punt, if you if if we would call it that, on on sporting events. So you you don't shy away from that. You're speaking like a gambler. You you're you're talking things into into life. Uh, there there is is there real is there real thought behind it, or is it that you just believe that this this has to happen because you will it so. I, no, I, I th- th- that's how I go around with um, with uh, the, my my thinking and behind it. If it pays off, it pays off. If it doesn't, it wasn't meant to be. Fate didn't uh, shine yeah. in your direction that day. Sure, yeah, no worries. So, uh, 
Final prediction, Arsenal versus Norwich. Uh, I think Arsenal win 4-0. What? 4-0. Okay. Okay. Um, we we're talking about a team that hasn't scored a single goal this season, and they have conceded nine. So to say that they, they score yeah. four and concede none, that's a that's a big call, though. That's a big call. I'm I'm also looking at the EFL Cup uh, game that they played. Okay. And when they had Obama Yang and all and all the other stars on the field together in that game, they they all did uh, play well, and they did uh, score a lot of goals in that game. Yeah, but like so, you said, that's the EFL. I'm, I'm, yeah, but uh, I'm hoping Norwich puts a EFL performance in. <laughs> uh, you mean you're hoping Arsenal puts that EFL performance in? No, no, no. Obama Yang is my captain. He has to score four. Okay, so Aubameyang has to score four. Okay, fine. Fair enough. I, I do see Arsenal getting the win. I don't think they keep a clean sheet. I think the the score is a, a whopping 2-1 in Arsenal's uh, direction. I do think Aubameyang scores a brace. So uh, for your captaincy on your FPL, I, I wish you the best of luck. Um, two teams, two teams that have been showing um, some real good resilience. Uh, Brentford. As well as Brighton, they are up against each other. Um, both of them have conceded less goals than Arsenal, but just about everyone else has as well. So Brighton um, Brighton are traveling off to Brentford. Brentford seem to be a... the. I, mean, I know it's early doors right now, but they really do seem to be the promoted team that is adjusting to Premier League life the best. And not because of their out, uh, attacking outfit, but because of their defensive outfit. It seems it seems they're ready to to work and defend, which is quite surprising because I think it was um, that Watford was more defensively sound coming up from the the championship. Uh, Brentford, Brentford looked like a very well organized team mm. coming from from uh, the cha- championship, and they they they, they quite. Um, well, well, and that that one guy from the team, um, um, Umbuma, Umbuma. Yeah, Umbuma. Uh, he, yeah, he he's he's quite. I've seen him run with the ball, and he he looks like a player to look out for. Yeah, definitely on fire. He's also on corners as well. So you you know, um, obviously when and, and I know we we focus a lot on FPL, um, because. You know, you do pick out the attacking uh, options more than you pick out the defensive options. Uh, he seems to be a man that's really going to get get into that box, and he's going to be making. He's he's going to be making. You, you the the right balls into hopefully into Tony that type of thing. He he can looks like he can get he can get onto the score sheet, and Buemo is a solid player, and. Uh, I tell you what, again, it's another it's another surprise into the Premier League uh, that, that they look they look the they look the part. You know what I mean? So, so we do have that. yes, they, they, I I th- I think they will they will do well in the Premier League. Not when I mean well, maybe uh, they'll, they'll they won't be in a relegation battle. 
Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, they 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 look like a well balanced team, but it's still early days. Anything can happen. But they they got a, quite a few exciting players in the team. I'm I'm looking forward to watching more games of theirs because they look like like uh, an exciting team to watch. And Brighton, the other side. I know Brighton's just come off a two 0 loss to to Everton, but they did start the season off with a win and a win. Yes, they beat Burnley two one. Yes, they beat Watford two 0 but they did lose to Everton two uh, 0 as well. And then I almost feel like it was going back to more of the same from last season. You kind of had that feeling that it was Brighton were the nearly team. You know, it it wasn't it wasn't quite the um, the quality that that you're looking for. Sorry, man. I, I believe we have some disturbance on the sound coming in there. I don't know. Uh, do you have a Do you have a fan blowing on this? I, I have the aircon. Okay. It's, uh, so while we just wait for Kishun to sort out his aircon, it, I imagine it's quite hot your side of the world. What do the temperatures it's, it's get up to in the, in the UAE? Um, it gets up to about 52. What? 53. And uh, you, 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 you can't live without the aircon. Okay. So you 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 have you have to have it on. Sure. Okay. So so, uh, so yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll forgive you for for throwing on that aircon noise for us. It, it's not it's not a train smash. <laughs> so Brighton versus Brentford. Um, obviously, the the goals tend to be on Brighton's side. Brighton do tend to uh, create more expected goals uh, as opposed to. Um, as opposed to Brentford, although Brentford do see they they also although they have been tighter in defence, they have been really high on big chances conceded and uh, expected goals conceded. That that has not been their greatest uh, asset this season. Where they, where they do match Brentford, um, where they do match Brighton, is in shots in the box. It is it is something that they do do relatively well but uh yeah i think tony i think there's been a lot of pressure on tony to perform um and he hasn't quite lived up to it but once he gets over that hump and you kind of have that feeling that he's going to get over that hump if he finds his feet he seems to be a man with a really high ceiling and that obviously coming from the championship the the man looks like he's ready to get on a few balls and brighton might just be the game um well, I don't want to quite call it a swing game um, between teams, but yeah, why not? Eh? Um, yeah. Score prediction I, there? I I I I think if it will be a draw, a, a two all draw. Um, I I can't see anyone unless Brentford um, goes all out at check. I th- I th- I think honestly it'll be a twelve draw. Okay, yeah, I, I'm going to to err on the side of Brentford. Brentford uh, took more chances against Aston Villa, although they, I mean, they were relatively wasteful. Not many that was on target. Um, they created 
you know, you look at the, their past games, they created more chances against Palace, double the chances against Palace, again, that landed up being in a draw. However, I do think Brentford at home against Brighton and Brighton, I might not be the biggest fan of Brighton. Maybe it's just, I don't know, carrying over, like I said, from last season. Um, obviously, with all the things that, it, you know, obviously all the talk that was around it, and they never ever lived up to the hype that was put on them. I think Brentford are, are comfortable um, one or two nil victors at home against against Brighton. So now we move on to what what could possibly be the the game the game of the in for a competitive game. This this is probably the the game of the day. Leicester versus Man City. It's a it's a repeat of the the Community Shield and. Uh, yeah, I think I think Man City want uh, want uh, um, revenge. I think this is going to they're, they're going to go out there for revenge, but I think they they might be a little bit hesitant, um, purely because you know they they've come and and stuck against Leicester recently. But Leicester sitting without Pereira, it doesn't look like he's going to play. James Justin is still out. Vestergaard should be ready. Johnny Evans should be ready. Um, for Fana, he's still... I mean, he's going to be out for months, which is unfortunate. Um, Ryan Bertrand is back. It looks like he'll be back. Leicester... Man, Man City have, Man City have the keeper problems. Mm. Edison is not uh, available. And the second keeper is also um, in quarantine, I think. Okay. Or injured. So, so the only keeper they have available is Scott Carson, and um, they'll have to use a player from the academy or somewhere for the reserve keeper. Yeah, so now, now when you look at that and you take away also Jesus in the front, who has been really doing really well on the right wing, which uh, which has been a masterstroke for uh, Pep. You know, you you bring that into the game, it's yeah. Again, this sits up for Ferran Torres, and I really thought he was going to be Pep related out in the previous game, obviously, when I had both Mares and Ferran Torres in. Needless to say, um, I, when I saw what happened um, in my head, and I'm saying in my head because I wouldn't do this, but in my head, I shoved my own, I, I shoved my head through my TV because I was so upset when I saw the starting lineup. And I was like, what have I done? And then after, after Ferran Torres scored two goals, I, it, it was a, effectively, I think it was a, whether, if I didn't captain him, it was a 16 point swing on my, on my, my FPL thing. So I was, Bitter to say the least about it, but uh, that being said, you know Man City look like they're they're looking solid. Um, obviously, with Grealish coming in there, you know he's creating chances. He's he he's also been a pleasure to watch for for Man City. Where initially I thought he was going to sit a little bit further behind uh, Sterling, he seems to have even mm-hmm. gone up into that forward left wing role. Uh, you know, operating in that space. And Man City look power. I mean, they look power. And I think Gundogan, again, this comes out that, you know, I find, I find it very difficult to, to 
pull negatives in, in a Man City side because Gundogan, I think, absolutely fantastic player. He's a defensive, uh, you kind of feel that he can be a defensive uh, midfielder, but you feel like he could play right up front in the center as well if they needed him to because he's good going forward. It, they really are a great unit. And I think they're out for revenge against Leicester. You know, Vardy's starting. I don't know, Decker is coming back. Nacho's coming back there. I mean, they all traveled international duty, so I'm not sure um, whether. I, I think they're, I think I, I I see, believe they're um, available. Uh, Leicester have uh, Lukman. I think he played for Fulham last year. Mm-hmm. Um, see, they got him on loan or they bought him. I'll check in on that. So, but what is your thoughts on it for, yeah. for the Leicester Man City game? Because I have Man City down winning this possibly quite comfortably. I know Leicester, Leicester have got a 1-0 over Wolves, which is a very tough team to beat right now. And I, I have nothing but praise for Wolves right now. But Leicester did get smashed against West Ham. They did get a 2-1 win over Norwich. Again, that game came, that second goal came all the way in the 76th minute where um, I still, still remember Norwich had a goal disallowed for offsides. So Leicester don't look as defensively sound as you'd think they would. Um, Man City, for me, let, let, again, I say 2 not Man too City, often. for me, look, hmm. uh, looks, looks good, but I'm just wary of the goalkeeper situation as well in the back there because give Jamie Vardy one chance. And he he will score. I think last season Leicester City won four 0 four one against uh, Man City. Yeah, but that was last season, and you you need to ask yourself the question: What was online during that game? Um, I don't think Leicester are the same Leicester that won four 0 last season. At you know you you look at form going into the games, Leicester were were probably enjoying a really good run at that time. And you're right that uh, Lukman has, he's in on loan from RB Leipzig uh, for, for the remainder yeah. of the season. But I, I just don't, I don't, I don't think that it's the, the 4 Leicester winning team is the, is the team that's going to pitch up against a Man City that is looking super solid, super solid. Cause Man City did struggle in the front last season. They're not struggling now. I don't believe there's a struggle now, and yeah. I think I think they're gonna they're gonna hurt Leicester. I uh, I would say they would hurt Leicester with Gabriel Jesus there, <laughs> but um, I, I'm thinking they might not hurt Leicester too much, <laughs> and I, I, I'm thinking it's gonna be a one-one. Is this the gambler speaking in you? The hopeful Liverpool fan that needs to believe that the opposition are going to drop points? Or is no, that... I, uh, I you really feel a 1-1, eh? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I feel uh, Leicester, uh, Leicester at home, hopefully, they, they, they are strong enough. They, they, they can uh, pull, pull an upset. Okay. So 1-1 one, one it is for Leicester versus Man City. To the other side of Manchester, we have to go uh, at Old Trafford. What will be the Euros welcome, as we have said. Cristiano Ronaldo, I believe he will start. I can't see Oli not starting him. 
They are playing against Newcastle. Newcastle are susceptible to um, a spanking here and there. I don't think that's going to change. I think it's going to be... What if Newcastle conceded eight goals already? Four to West Ham, uh, two to Villa, and then two to Southampton. I mean, they're sitting 17th in the table, so it's more of the same uh, for them this season like it is for every them every other season. But... Is this set up for yeah. for a Cristiano Ronaldo return to return to um, to kingdom, if if you want to call it that? Because the the Newcastle team is filled with injuries right now. I mean, Dubrovka's still out, Shelby's still out, Callum Wilson he's going to be out, Darlow's out. So I mean, they're on their third string keeper as well. And without, I think, John I, Joe Salvi, you know, to rough up and uh, to put the pressure on, on on the United players, you could be looking at hat-trick I, return for Ronaldo, yeah, at least. At least. I, I, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. No, forget the hope now. Let, let's, let's be realistic yeah. here. This is... This is prime time. Manchester United could be putting five past Newcastle this weekend, and it would not be surprising. That is that's how I see it. Yeah, it, it 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 will be very interesting the team selection because that that's going to determine who's going to get the goals. The thing is now, Ronaldo. I, I, yeah, but you say even that. Let's say I Ronaldo doesn't start, guy. Let's say Ronaldo doesn't start, but he comes on in the 80th minute. And uh, that's enough time for him to score three goals easily. I mean, he he scored two in like seven minutes uh, for Portugal. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. He does. But um, you never know whether he'll get on the field. Uh, he I, gets on the field whether he, he starts or not. And if he gets on the field, he scores, guy. I don't think the stars yeah. have a line for Cristiano it is. It's an inevitability. What is going to happen? Now I know you say when you we'll talk about FPL just now that you've got your you got the captain's armband on a Bamiyang. Now I probably should be listening to you because considering where you sit and where I sit, however, the game uh, FPL is not played over three weeks. It's played over thirty-eight, and in the thirty-five coming weeks, I'm almost certainly as a Liverpool supporter going to almost always pick Cristiano Ronaldo first as my captain. It's all, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, my team, which is going to be set in stone, I'm going to have two players forever, Salah and Ronaldo, that's it. You know, you can take your Lukaku's, you can take your Ferran Torres. Well, Ferran Torres, fantastic. He's going to stay in my team too. Just saying, okay. But I think, uh, think and I know we're, I don't want to say we're, we're just looking past Harry Kane, but Harry Kane is younger and not as not as physically fit and strong as Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo's faster, jumps higher, scores better. Bye, fire truck, my man. This this is this season is is prime for Ronaldo to to break scoring records. Um, however, that being said, I don't necessarily believe that the the defense he's, he's, mm, is there for United. He's got the best game. He's got the best game to start off and score a lot of goals. 
and he'll he'll definitely make a lot of FPL managers happy. Triple captain, five goals for Cristiano Ronaldo. What? Snap. <laughs> That would, that's uh, that would be like welcome yeah. to the party. Boom! My name's Cristiano Ronaldo. Suck it, Premier League. I'm here to say, I'm here to own. No, he he has the ability. And yeah, if I can use one positive from Newcastle, if if they watch the Wolves game, um, Adama Traore running at the United defense, mm. they just have to put Saint Maximum uh, up front. And hope he runs at the United defense. Right. That's the only positive I can give. That's the only positive I can give a Newcastle team in this match. Yeah, but the whole Wolves team, in which I, I'm a big fan of the Wolves team, and we'll get to them just now. But that being said, the whole Wolves team is working as such a nice attacking unit, and all they have completely underperformed. They're waiting to explode. They just need to find a goal here or there, and Wolves is going to start smashing the season. However, Newcastle is nowhere close to the team that Wolves are, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And that being said, that being said, even if they do go forward, and uh, let's say even if Saint Max manages to score a hat trick, yeah, I still, I still think United outscore them. I just, I think when when Cristiano is there, it's going to. I spoke to another chappy. I think it was uh, it was to old Rob GP, the YouTuber, on our MotoGP podcast, and we had a little bit of a laugh. He was talking to his other mates, you know, from Manchester because he lives in Manchester, Australian-born Australian guy lives in Manchester, supports Manchester United, and he was saying his other mate said, "Listen, they've got to have uh, two two parades: one for when Cristiano arrives, and then one for when they win the trophies at the end of the season." So, you know, I had a nice little laugh at his joke and I was like, <laughs> but inside, deep down inside of me, I was thinking, you know, it's highly possible because if, if he does bring goal satisfaction to Manchester United, there, there is nothing most teams can do to stop, to stop a, a, a full, uh, Cristiano in full flight. And he doesn't, he needs 30 minutes. If he has to play 30 minutes every game, I still think he's going to be in the race for a golden boot. You, you know, Leighton, we get lots of stick from Manchester United fans to say that we don't give them enough credit for for a lot of stuff. But um, honestly speaking, with the team they have now, they, they, they should be dominating and winning trophies. Yeah, but the problem isn't they, the they, team. The problem has never been the team. I think, I think uh, right around the board, it, the always discussion has been: there's they have they have a great team, they have a poor manager. I I definitely Ole because sometimes he's when you go when you look at him picking a team in the final, his teams in the final is is set up defensively. Yeah, he seems to be the kind of kid that would have played on marbles on a on a highway kind of thing, you know, unless he was stopped by uh, someone with uh, a couple more brain cells. He kind of seems like yeah. that, you know, like he's still trying to figure out how to eat an ice cream kind of guy at times. But he does what he does, and he's got – he is lucky. He is lucky that he has the players that they do have. Um, I say that. When Pogba's mind is in the right place, you know, he's a leader. Bruno Fernandes is a leader. So they've got some leaders in, in the squad that 
obviously take a lot of strain off Ole. But if they really are serious about winning trophies and winning big things, I think United need to look for another manager that can tie it in together. That, that, if if they had another manager, yes, I, I will be scared of them mm. and for winning trophies and stuff. But as long as Ole is there, yeah, they might win the odd game, 6-0, 7-0. But I don't think they, they, they will have that... That manager, the mentality, mm. consistency to go all the way and win the trophies. Okay. Well, uh, to, today or this weekend is the beginning of a Ronaldo Manchester United season ahead. And we we as supporters are blessed to be able to, to watch him in the Premier League again as a Liverpool fan. <coughs> At times it's going to suck. For for obviously the the result reasons that to you you'll see Manchester United be putting on the board, but you do expect them to do that. And uh, I mean, he he is an eye turner. Is even if you don't want to watch a United game, you do want to watch a Cristiano Ronaldo play. You know what I mean? You you be like, ah, I wasn't going to watch United, but I'll watch Cristiano because he moves. He he doesn't drink coke. He drinks water, and. Uh, and that's that's worth billions by itself. You know what I mean? A man who has that much power is is something else. Um, when we're talking about I'm, managers, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the times of the, the games. I see um, all the games in my time, UAE time, six o'clock. Um, I'll, I'll definitely be watching the Arsenal game because my captain is on that game. You, you still, you, you, you've decided on that. No, fair enough, and I, I don't blame you. But when your phone starts buzzing, be like, goal, uh, Manchester one nil, Ronaldo. Goal, Manchester two nil, Ronaldo. Goal, Manchester three nil, penalty, Ronaldo. <laughs> so, so uh, I'm just saying things are going to happen. I, I, Newcastle down to ten men. <laughs> goal. Manchester United, goal, Manchester United, goal, Manchester United. Premier League hits historic win, 9-0 Man United. It's it's going to be crazy, man. It's going to be a goal fest. So if you're into a goal fest, I think Man United versus Newcastle is it. And uh, the Magpies are going to be wearing, obviously, with their prison stripes. They're going to feel like they, they've been punished enough. So maybe they can take the, the prison clothes off after this game. You know, be like, okay, they've done their time. <laughs> they've suffered enough. But back to Man United, obviously not having the greatest manager. Um, one of their managers that has left over time that did go to West Ham, um, whereas with the West Ham, they are traveling to Southampton. West Ham, Antonio, full flight. West Ham, look, again, they followed up from last season. It looks like they've started this season into what could be a very, very um, goal-hungry you know, team that they've got. And they're, they're getting, I mean, they've scored 10 goals already in in uh, three games, same as City and the uh, same amount of goals. Uh, uh, that's as many goals as Norwich have conceded and one less than Arsenal have conceded. You know, I'm just saying, like, you know, when you look at it, the amount of goals they're scoring, just to show how crazy it is that Arsenal are doing so poor. But you don't need to worry about that because you don't have any <laughs> Arsenal uh, fan friends. I actually have one on, on one of the WhatsApp groups. And I tell you, man, they're, they're a salty bunch of people right now. They, you can barely say, barely say the word football to them without them getting offended. Um, 
uh, with anything these days. But while while they're down there, and I'm not saying we should kick a dog while it's down, um, I wouldn't call Arsenal a dog because you'd at least want to pet a dog. Um, so so that being said, enough about Arsenal. Back to West Ham. West Ham versus Southampton. Southampton have got all of two points. They've come off two draws in a row, and they. They lost 3-1 to Everton. They drew 1-1 with United, which was surprising. 2-2 with Southampton. Uh, sorry, with Newcastle. And they got that with a 97-minute penalty. That was, that was not great for Newcastle fans. I don't think they were loving that. Uh, and now and now they have to play against a team like West Ham, obviously who had dropped the ball against Crystal Palace. At least you feel that way. Where, where they will... Yeah. Where they will were uh, what, what? two one up, obviously. So yeah, West Ham looked like a very, very, very uh, well well organized team under David Moyes. Uh, he's he's transformed that team immaculately from what he's uh, he's done previously, and with the with the fans back, you know, having fans back has made a major difference. Yeah, to sure. to a lot of clubs. The the only problem I have with uh, Antonio is that man can fall down anytime. But you see what he said recently. He, he, he's he, changed diet. He's changed lifestyle. He said he's he's an old man now. Now he needs to take care of himself better. And you've seen that happen to a lot of players. There, when when the lifestyle change happens in the background, it's it's transferring onto the field. If he remains fit. That man is a beast. He is going to. Yeah, he, sure. It's it's trouble for a lot probably, of teams. He'll he he'll be running for Golden Boot if he stays fit. Hundred percent. And and yeah, he's he's got the strength, he's got the power, and he's got the finishing, as as we can see. And uh, I I think they're going to come out and they're going to give West, uh, Southampton. Uh, hiding. Do you think Southampton get onto the I, uh, the score sheet? Um, I think they get onto the score sheet, but uh, I I think West Ham win three one. West Ham easy three one victory for West Ham, eh? Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously, like you said, Antonio is is the man in form, and it's going to be very difficult to see if that even. Uh, if that can that will that changes this game because again it's another game that is prime for West Ham. West Ham do do look like they are going to be enjoying some uh, some uh, some goal fest on on Saturday against Southampton. Southampton, you know whether whether they have an opportunity to get into the game and whether that Armstrong is. Uh, I just don't think he he's. They're, I don't think they're playing at the same level. I think, I think Southampton is. I, I said it to Jay. I think I, I mentioned. It, I think they're they're on their way down the season. I think that's what's going to happen that direction. Yeah. So it's not. It's it's almost sad to see the the demise of Southampton, but it, it does. It is like the other side of that sword is the the rise of West Ham, and West Ham do get the three points. I think they get it quite comfortably. I say they get it quite comfortably. I don't know how comfortably. And, and maybe it, it might be a little bit of a tighter affair and as as far as a one goal, but you, you really think West Ham are in for three? 
three goals for West Ham. Yeah. And West Ham have conceded I, 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 a fair amount of goals, so they're, they're not defensively sound. Uh, three, yeah. three, one West Ham. So, that's uh, that's my my verdict on yeah. that one. I've I've also gone three one for West Ham. Okay, what on, what on your Super Brew? <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. So to the listeners out there, just by the by, uh, Prashun does he? I don't think he does anything else but watch sport. He's he's on every single. Uh, sporting platform that there is, uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you actually don't have a, a YouTube channel yet, as as uh, as a professional pundit to to be telling people. You should uh, be uh, getting hold of all all these uh, TA television producers. And be like, listen, put me on, put me on. Um, I I do I don't do anything else but sport. So I'm surprised you find time for the family uh, between all. You must see this, guys. Uh, really, if if it's uh, all the <laughs> amount of WhatsApp groups that I've seen, or the amount of messages that comes through uh, from Prashant to the to the WhatsApp group, just with all the information, uh, I think to myself. Obviously, I mean, the the, the man must uh, be using a voice to text converter because it's just information overload. Do you, is is that all you do, man? Just sport, eh? Sport and family. Just say yes. Sports, family, yes. Okay, cool. It's, it's basically what I do. But don't ask me to watch a movie because I won't. <laughs> Wait, that's uh, that's two hours better spent on a football game. 100%. Excellent. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, so uh, the football game, which is going to, and I think this is going to be the breakthrough game for Wolves. It has. They have been. They have been teetering on, on what could be dominating performances. They they've lost their first three games. They've got as many points as Arsenal, although they've conceded uh, a third of the goals that Arsenal have. So just in case you feel like I'm getting on on Arsenal fans, uh, if I'm riding them a little hard, um, it's because I want to. So, uh, they lost 1-0 to Leicester. They lost 1-0 to Tottenham. They lost 1-0 to Manchester United. And every single game I watched of theirs, I thought to myself, they could have won this. They maybe should have won this. They should have at very least walked out with draws. Adama Traore uh. is looking like a man who is possessed. And it's it's a matter of time between him and Jimenez link up it's going to happen soon and when it clicks for them and it's going to click for wolves soon i make that prediction i made it a couple of weeks ago with jay but i'm telling you this weekend is going to i know wolves travel to watford and watford did have a defensively sound um season in the championship but a full flight wolves with with some conversion just a little bit of conversion if from chances to goals, Wolves are going to smash. And this opens up uh, to the other I've most watched, exciting game this weekend. I I watched I watched all of Wolves' games so far, and they've been the most unluckiest team in the Premier League so far. Yeah, I, I I've just seen that 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 other guy Trink Trinkau uh, Trinkau. Hmm. Yeah. He's he's another one to watch for in the Premier League because he's also got pace. Adama is is if he can get his crosses right, I'm sure there'll be more goals 
um, for them coming soon. But yes, I, I think they need one game where they're just going to unlock everything and they're just going to run on a goal fest after that. Yeah, it's going to click from there. 100% is going to click from there. And I think it's this one because, you know, if I have to, if I have to think, their, their next run of games is, is something very desirable. Uh, if you, again, if you're an, if you're an FPL man, um, you're, you're thinking to yourself, you know, if there's a team that you want to hop on, Right now, I think Wolves might be it. Wolves, who do, who do Wolves play? They go, they play Watford, Brentford, Brentford, Southampton, Newcastle, Aston Villa, Leeds. But the next four games, if Wolves change a little bit, if they convert a little bit, they turn from what is con- uh, right now. Obviously, they've scored no goals this season. You say, well, they're not a very good attacking outfit, but the amount of chances that they create. They've created a lot. This is the, they're looking at twelve to fifteen points. Realistic, okay. Realistically, let's let's try not to be um, eleven to fifteen points over the next uh, ten. Well, okay, ten to fifteen points over the next five games. Ten at least, as far as I'm concerned. And I mean, that's going to push them right up in the table. You know, to to get that type of results. You know, they're going to be they're going to be jumping spots and leaps and bounds because again if it clicks for wolves it isn't just one goal that they're going to be scoring under their new manager they are which it suits Adama Traore so much better they are a much better attacking outfit it suits his play there's going to be goals and I think they smash Watford and defensively they sound as well I mean defensively they're really good So it's it's not like they're and they're going gung ho and conceding in the back. They're not conceding in the back all uh, as many goals as you would expect them to to do. But and if it wasn't for David de Gea, they would have had their first goal. But that was a save mm. from. Uh, so yeah, Wolves look like a very very well organized team. It's just that they they can't seem to put the ball in the back of the net. Mm. I think after this game, Wolves will have played played for one uh, one, lost three, goals scored three, goals conceded three, with a, a net zero goal difference. I think they win this match three 0 They smash Watford. The threes are there for them. Everything, all the threes are there for them, and they're getting their first win, um, which will be I, this weekend. I I think they win also. But I, I I will go for a one note. What? Um, if they get if, it right, they're gonna they're gonna smash, bro. They're gonna smash if they get it right. If they get uh, one, I think it's like gonna be floodgates. Yeah, but uh, the the main talisman is out uh, from what I hear. If uh, him and his he's place. in quarantine. Yeah, I, I read again. There's yeah. no confirmation on that. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I'm sitting here waiting. I'm yeah, sitting here waiting to know. That's why um, for FPL. Uh, um, uh, stuff you'll have to wait until Saturday morning before you make your final transfers because you don't know. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be exciting, man. It's going to be uh, this weekend is it's, it's, is prime for some really good matches and really enjoyable matches. And I think uh, um, uh, we we end off we end off Saturday with probably more of a drubbing. When we initially started this uh, season, we thought. Better for for Villa, but obviously Villa losing. Grealish, 
Villa, Villa tend to be struggling this season. It isn't quite the same season that you thought they're going to have, but Chelsea and the Tuchel look good. Although, I mean, yes, case in point, the, um, the draw against Liverpool and they held out, but I think that was more of Liverpool's, um, more of Liverpool's doing than it was of Chelsea's doing. The fact that Chelsea still walked away with the draw, Liverpool probably failed in the second half. Uh, and we should probably talk about the incident. And I, I, I know it's, it feels to to try think back about the games. You know, it feels like it, it happened so long ago. The matches, um, but I just want to give my view on the red card scenario inside the box. I think the right call was made, but I think it was made on the wrong information. I say that because. When the, the ref ran up to the screen, he looked at it from a front view, a paused screen. And I was like, ah, oh, you, if you look at that, I thought to myself, he's definitely just going to give the penalty, you know, because it looks she's, accidental, right? Because of the, she's, how she's the arms already Yeah, I get that. You see, that's she's, the thing as well. So you kind of feel like it's not in, are they doing it for the show for us? You know what I mean? So you as a viewer, you watch and you think, okay, listen, you know, I I was waiting to to look at the side view because in the side view, you can see uh, Reese James's right arm. When they're they're watching on the side view, you can watch his arm come forward. So, you know, there was intention to hit the ball forward. Then I was like, okay, yes, okay, deliberate foul. Um, And it's not denying, and this is where a lot of people got this wrong, it's not denying a goal scoring opportunity it was denying a goal a deliberate foul that denied a goal and for that reason the red card uh, makes sense to me because of that arm swinging forward not accidental and I suppose every Chelsea fan under the sun is going to tell you it was accidental but uh, initially on front view it looks accidental but you go to the side view and you watch his arm that right arm swing in front of his body after the ball hits his arm if the if he had in no intention that arm would have gone would have deflected back with the ball going towards it not forward so yes very much a uh, intentional intentional foul which professional foul it's prevented a goal not a goal scoring opportunity prevented a goal and you think about Luis Suarez with the Uruguay against Ghana and I, I actually watched that game at the World Cup. No, I went, no, I actually no, I didn't watch that one. I watched a different Ghana game and I watched a different Euro, I watched Euro versus New Mexico. Anyway, I digress. Um, and he did the put his hand out deliberate foul, but that deliberate foul, that penalty was missed afterwards because there was no guarantee of the goal with the penalty, um, although chances are high. And then Uruguay went through, and then they finished third in the World Cup. So that being said, you know, I, I, I still factor in the, those things. Um, even though, let's say he wasn't red carded, he was yellow carded because they're like, oh, the double punishment, the double punishment or whatever it is. And let's say he was yellow carded and a penalty was saved. And then they go, well, you know, he had an opportunity to score a goal. But like, why don't you rather just give the goal and then yellow card him? Could you do that? What do you think would happen there if they um, had to if they had to go with a rule like that to say, listen, we give the goal and the person gets a yellow card because it was going in anyway. They, 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 sh- they should come up with like a penalty goal, like how they have penalty tries in rugby mm. for for incidents like that. Correct, and then, because 
I, I, I agree with the if the referee was awarding a penalty, I agree with him sending off the player because if his hand wasn't there, it's going to the net. Any, any, anywhere else on the field for that incident, yes, it's a yellow card. Right, but correct. This was going into the net, and it was not accident. This was going in. Yes. So, 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 if the referee didn't award a penalty, then, then, then I say yes. Okay, no, no red card, because, right. but, it, but he awarded the penalty, and, and eventually it had to be a red card. Right. And. Yeah, and and you know what? I also think that if that was not awarded, if that penalty was not awarded, Liverpool would have stood a better chance with 11 against 11 because Chelsea would have came out attacking as well. They wouldn't have put so many players behind the ball. But at the end of the day, what happened happened and... It it is still, uh, we say could have, but then, you know, Chelsea could have come out there and smashed Liverpool. Uh, it could have gone the other way. Yeah. Well, cause now we're, now we're talking about hypotheticals. Um, but let's talk about, you know, uh, pure faction. The red card did happen. Legitimate red card. Penalty was given. Penalty was scored. Liverpool failed in the second half more than I believe that Chelsea, yeah. um, we made Chelsea's defense look good and it is a great defense let's put it that way but liverpool have enough yeah. power on the field to be able or should be able to to break uh down a 10 man defense and, and and yeah so Definitely. i suppose i suppose when you look at it you could you could say the result was a fair result it was a crappy result for both teams for different reasons but the result yeah, was probably definitely. fair. I think uh, I think that's where I land on that one, and uh, I think I've I've covered my, what my thoughts on the penalty scenario are. And again, like I say, the rules the rules when I saw people say that, listen, oh, there's no double punishment. You're killing off the game. But like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're talking about killing off the game if you're deliberately stopping the ball with your arm while it's going into the net, <laughs> and you're not a goalie. Who's killing the game at it's that point right. in time? Yeah, and the the person, it's not the ref that killed the game. It's the player that killed the game, the player that did that. So you get, uh, you you make your bed, um, well, and then you have to, you have to lie in it. And I think Chelsea at the end of the day were lucky enough to walk away with the 1-1 result. But I think they come out and they play in Aston Villa who are, are nowhere close to to the levels of the the big six. Uh, nowhere close to the levels of how they were playing last season. Yes, they get, got a two 0 result over Newcastle, but you're going to say at the end of the season, who didn't get a two 0 result over Newcastle? I'll tell you, Manchester United. They got like a seven or eight 0 result over Newcastle. I'm just saying because uh, they had that Cristiano Ronaldo. But but that being said, saying getting a two 0 result over Newcastle is not necessarily a Big thing, Chelsea are going to smash Villa as well for the last game of Saturday. Um, you know, I, I think Lukaku might be. There's, there was talk about him not being available. I think he's. I think Lukaku is not available. Seventy five percent chance of playing. Yeah, I, I saw him and Kai Havertz uh, possibly both out. But just because they don't have those two doesn't mean it's not uh, it's not going to be a uh, you know this is again because you can't be entirely sure. 
but Chelsea still have enough firepower around the field to make things work. And I think they get, um, with Timo Werner no, no longer being the big boy on campus, thinking that he was going to skate his way through there. If Kai and Lukaku don't play, Christian Pulisic has got the, the quality um, to obviously get goals. I mean, I, I, I think I'm, yeah. I'm a Pulisic fan uh, as a player. I, I really do enjoy him. And I think Timo Werner will eventually start to come right because of the pressure of having to perform. I think he does raise his game. And, and that puts Chelsea in a very good light for this weekend to come out and get a tremendous result. I say tremendous result in terms of scoreline, not necessarily, not I'm saying like to beat Aston Villa is tremendous these days. Clearly they're not the same, they're not the same team that they were with, uh, with Grealish as captain. Um, they don't have their talisman and they don't have Buendia. He's, he's I, I, out as well. Yeah, and Martinez, the goalkeeper, is yeah. also they got involved in that with Argentina. Yeah, so so, so it's it, it's all Chelsea one way for me, uh, and I think that lands up being a quite a comfortable uh, two-nil result. Yes, I'm on the twos today. Eh? I don't know. It's not, it, yeah, I might be favoring I, yeah. something. I think I think Chelsea will win. Uh, must be if Lukaku plays, should be about three 0 If he doesn't play, yeah, two 0 Okay, Chelsea do not concede against Villa though. We're we're pretty certain on that. So your defensive assets are re- are a really good asset for when we get to into the FPL section. Uh, defensive assets from okay. Chelsea are are ones that you would look to target, and that closes out Saturday. So now, obviously, I'm going. We're only going to talk about the 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 big game on Sunday, if that's okay with you. Uh, Leeds versus Liverpool. It's also the only game on Sunday, so it must. It's both the best and worst game of Sunday, uh, and it depending on who you support. Now, obviously, Liverpool are missing Allison, Fabinho, Firmino, and um, is it and the, just the three? Yeah, and then Leeds and is missing Leeds. Rafinha. Yeah, that's a that's a big must for Leeds as well. So, prediction wise, yeah. Take take me through it. I I feel like I I talk way too much at times. Usually I let Jeremy do all the talking. You you know, growing up, um, uh, we used to follow Leeds because my my, my late dad, yeah. he's 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 a Leeds fan. Okay. So 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 in so so in our household, we'll always talk about Leeds, Liverpool, and my big brother who spots uh, Man United. Yeah, sure. So. So we used to have our banter and following leads and and stuff. So yeah, this game I feel Liverpool will will come out on top. I I feel we'll have enough uh, firepower, and I'm I'm hoping Leeds are not playing to how they were playing last season. Like they had this never say die attitude last year. But this year they they seem to have uh, kept the defensive uh, back after after they got uh, um, the scoreline against Man United yeah. smashed. I think they, they they decided to keep their defense but uh, more organized. Sure, but you, but now you mentioned that um, 
with Liverpool obviously missing uh, Fabinho, which is really important defensive mid for Liverpool. Liverpool have conceded big chances conceded are way way more than um, than 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 Leeds. I think. Liverpool have not not necessarily been the most sound around the uh, around the around yeah. the the defense side of things. They've got, they've had more big yeah, chances conceded than they've actually had created this season so far. Yeah, but as long as it doesn't end up in the net, that's okay. the most important thing. That being said, though, <laughs> Liverpool do, obviously, on the other side of it, shots in the box, shots on target, shots, big you know, big chances created, far higher than Leeds. I'm not, uh, the only place I'm not where sure Leeds... Sorry? I'm not sure if you saw Virgil van Dijk uh, limp off the field. I didn't, uh, but, apparently, but apparently he dropped a message out afterwards saying everything's fine, uh, no, no need to worry, everything's all good. Let's 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 hope hope everything's good. But uh, but I also think that he might not start this game. They okay. might just rest him. They might rest him and put that uh, new new boy Konate into the defense. I've got a question for you. Uh, Liverpool without uh, a, a solid defensive. Um, Again, missing Fabinho, and Fabinho is such an integral part of the Liverpool team. And then, if they're missing Virgil Van Dijk and they're missing uh, Alison Becker as well, yeah. Liverpool are pretty strong through the centre. It's not going to be an easy game against Leeds. Uh, Leeds obviously have to revert back to something. I mean, they have also scored four goals this season. Yes, they have scored, conceded eight, but they conceded five of them in the first match. So they've only conceded three in the last two. Weeds, uh, Leeds are out there looking for for their for their first win. How dangerous is Leeds? Yeah, Leeds can be dangerous and catch us on the break. Because we, we, we t- tend to play a very high line. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I also think that Rafinha would have been the one who would, could have broken down the defense. So I'm, I'm not sure how leads are going to line up. But um, I, I, I can't see Bamford running past the likes of Virgil van Dijk. And if van Dijk plays. And yeah, if he plays and match up and stuff. But um, I, I I see a high-scoring game. It could be goals on both sides, again, mm-hmm. like last season. And hopefully Liverpool score more than them. How many goals do you think Salah gets? S- Salah should get two goals. Oh, he should get two. Okay, cool. And that man, Mane, who, who looks like he... he Thing, things seem to really be waiting for 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 it to happen for Mane. Mane is he's really involved in, in in things. It's just it just hasn't quite clicked for him. I I Mane is just I think he's just unlucky. 
he's he he he's got everything to run past players and then when things don't go right he's becomes like frustrated but but what i noticed this season is there's a togetherness with the liverpool team mm. something that was missing last season last season if you saw mane and salah they didn't look like they were enjoying their football yeah they were playing on two different pages but that being said that now they're playing yeah. the season together and they were both on the field against chelsea and collectively they couldn't get uh, get a get a goal against a 10 man chelsea it's a very concerning thing and i look I, my brother is a liverpool supporter and it has been you know growing up obviously we we have those conversations and i've always said the one thing to him is i don't feel that we have a natural finisher in the the liverpool team we've got some great goal scorers i mean salah is a great goal scorer is Salah a natural finisher? Probably not because of the amount of shots that he has to take. He's not necessarily as clinical as when you look at uh, your natural finishers like your Mares is a natural finisher for, for City, uh, Kane, and even Son. I mean, they they just they don't need many chances to get the, the goals, to get the ball into the back of the net, let alone the, the sheer quality of a man like Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, but it... See, I kind of Cristiano Ronaldo kind of has what Salah has, plus not quite to the same level of natural finishing, natural finishing ability as Kane uh, would have. But he has more natural finishing ability, and that's it's a very it's a very big concern for Liverpool. But the other side of that is Jota is going to be on the field without Firmino on there, um, knowing that Firmino is not playing. So you're quite you can be relatively confident that Jota's going to go out there, get 90 minutes. And Jota probably has the best natural finishing out of all three of them, as far as I'm concerned. So it is definitely a benefit for Liverpool when Jota does play. And then the, the lead side, you you imagine the attack is going to come through, through Harrison in, in the midfield without Rafinha being there. Uh you know, it's going to be pushed on to, um, in this, to what, Rodrigo. Um, yeah. And and then you, you look at, obviously, to Bamford. He he still has, I mean, he's still a young man, and he's still he's still honing his, his craft as well. So, I mean, Leeds isn't Rafinha. You know what I mean? They aren't just one player. They aren't just one, one person. But they don't have the biggest squad depth, especially in their midfielder in their midfield side of things. Um, so, so Leeds is probably where they struggle with the most. Uh, I think uh, Koch is still out. I mean, Klitsch is going to play as well. I mean, so. But all in all, I do think it's it's going to be a Liverpool win. Yes, you are correct. I think Liverpool do concede. I don't think they concede many. I don't necessarily believe it's going to be as high scoring. It could be uh, as little as a 2-1 or a 3-1 victory for Liverpool. And I do think Jota might be might be the Liverpool man along with, obviously, Salah. You expect Salah to bounce back to get a goal. Uh, so 3-1 Liverpool, your final yeah. score there? I also think uh, 3-1 Liverpool. Okay, good man. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a Jota two goals and um, uh, Salah one. Okay. 
Uh, reason is you've got no you've got no uh, horse in that race. It's just purely a Liverpool fan thing, or does it have anything to do with all your FPL and uh, fan teams and um, uh, fantasy five? And uh, is it is it a fantasy football game you don't play? Um. Yes, when you have to I think about everything. it. Yeah, there we go. Play everything. I, it, 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 it's, only, it, it's only the Sky Sports one because okay. I'm blocked off. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Maybe you should write a complaint to Sky Sports to say, listen, they need to, to make it available to to you as a football fan. To the other side of Merseyside we go. Everton on Monday night play against Burnley and... I th- I think Burnley again. You you look at things and you 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 immediately say like, look, you know, there's teams that's going to be in trouble. Burnley is going to be one of them. Everton have just come Definitely. off a two 0 win against Brighton. I I know they drew to Leeds uh, and they but they did uh, they did beat Southampton three 0 I mean they've scored seven goals in three games. So so goals is not a problem for for Everton. Um, I think. I think they're going to be back to full. Pretty much their whole team is there. I mean, obviously, including uh, Richarlison, who he's the only man who doesn't get punished. Very strange uh, out of the the Brazil chaps. But but uh, Everton look like they're they're prime for this weekend. And DCL this weekend could be could be pure gold. He's got a he's he's got an injury doubt. Yeah, his name. It, it does, but it, but it's his expected return is the thirteenth of the ninth, which is next week Monday. Uh. <laughs> They're a little bit naughty because yeah. I mean, it's now it's it's just come off um, what's that thing called international break, uh, and all of a sudden, so many big players have so many small little injuries. Uh, you know, we always raise our eyebrows like we pretend like we don't know, but we know that uh, if if DCL is fit, DCL starts. Is there any reason why that, he wouldn't start? Sure. No, there's there's no reason he won't start. Um, he should start, and I think uh, Everton will will quite comfortably win this game. I won't say it'll be a high scoring game, but because Burnley sets up sometime against teams um, very defensively. But uh, DCL should be scoring a few goals with his head there. Yeah, and he again is is another... Is an, you, when we talk about possible captains, um, DCL is one of them. I mean, he's not quite a, a Bamiyang playing against Norwich. I know that. Um, for obvious reasons, you you want to Bamiang to score every goal under the sun. Uh, I don't I don't know if that's going to happen though. But uh, yes, it's it, you really feel that oh, shots on target. I mean, they they've they've taken more shots in Burnley this season. You know, more shots on target, more shots in in the box. Probably created the same amount of big chances there and thereabouts. Um, but their expected goals and their goals are far higher. Uh, and for that reason, I think it, it could be... I, I don't know. I think... D, yeah, I, I might be retracting on my belief on DCL as captain. And, and 
but the fact is Everton are are at home and I don't know if Burnley yeah. is going to be able to travel as well. Yeah, comfortable victors. Everton walk away with this one with a... And I'm saying it again. I'm saying it again. I apologize for it. 2-0. Uh, I, I think uh, they'll win 3-1. Okay. And uh, the goals are coming from where? Um... DCL, um, two, Richarlison one, okay. and Chris Wood. Okay, so Chris Wood gets onto the score sheet over there. So, okay, are you ready for this? We're getting now into into your battleground, your your favorite uh, your favorite part of everything that you do in this world. Off into the FPL Tips and Chips show. So let's talk FPL game week heroes from game week three. Want to throw that out there. We had Nick Curry scoring 92 points. Captain Ferran Torres, what a great choice. And to think I nearly did it. I nearly did it myself. Massive swing over there. I, I didn't not just captain him. I took him out my side. Anyway, Nick Curry, 92 points. He's on a total of 253 points. He's sitting overall 73,856 in the world. He jumped up 684,000 positions. With his 92 points, uh, Greg Greg Young with a harness spirit, he scored 83 points. He's up to 255 uh, overall points, so he's 52,980 in the world, moving up 306,000 positions. Followed in by, is it Stefan or Stephen Stephen Kruger Creer? I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that. Again, please feel free to correct me with the the phonetics. Um, let's call it Stefan, uh, Stefan Kruger. He scored 72 points. He moved up from 5.8 million in the world to 4.6 million. So it's nice to know that you are still putting the fight even when you are uh, relatively far down, but it is early doors. Many, many things can happen. A couple more game weeks like that, literally four more game weeks like that, and then you'll be in the top 100,000. Uh, Mario, Mario Letio with what's, what's the matter? 70 points. He's, uh, moved up from 1.5 million in the world to 1.4 million in the world. And then Kyle Hoffman, he's been on year before on the show, obviously, with Blink One Etio and he scored 69 points. Claudio Duarte scored 69 points. Darren Allen scored 69 points. Jonathan Detoy scored 69 points. And I'm not saying 69 is their favorite number. It would be very childish to say. We'll giggle off air. But boys, if you score 69 points all season, I guarantee you 69 points a game week is a winning number. 69, 69 at least once a week and you're going to be happy. So uh, what does that look like? On our table, which is effectively our overall table, as well as the month of August, congratulations to Greg Young with Ohana Spirit on a total of 255, number one in our table, followed in by Nick Curry on 253. Then number three, I don't know if you know this man, Prashan Pillard with Prashan FC uh, on 242 points. You actually moved down, didn't you? You went down from 200,000 in the world to 223. Tsk, 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 Prashan, tell me what's going on. Where, where where did it all fall apart? If you only had six more points, you would have had a sixty nine as well. Yeah, I think it went wrong. I'm just trying to figure out. I captain Salah, I think, and 
It was a very interesting and choice to Captain Salah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Again, when I looked at those things last at that last game week, and again, I had been speaking to Jay, I knew with... I don't want to say I knew it with like dogmatic certainty that it was, I would not, that Salah and Bruno were both going to blank. I just had that feeling and it did. Um, so sometimes, sometimes I'm right. Andrew Buntain, 68 points. He is now on 239 points. He moved up to 281k in the world. So, you know, yeah. And then our, our champion from last season, Pumlani with PSMFC, he hit 59 points, so he moved down from 385k in the world to 509k in the world. So he's on 231 total. But yes, it is still early days, so don't get discouraged to everyone that is out there right now thinking, hey, listen, I, I'm ready to throw in the towel. If you do what uh, Stephen Kruger did or Stephen Kruger did on the the previous game week, uh, obviously moving up 1.2 million positions. You you start to put out results like that. Uh, I tell you what, make make big jumps like that. You'll be in the running, in the mix in no time. So do not get discouraged. Now, Prashun, let's talk about the game week must-haves. I'm going to throw out I'm going to throw out a couple of names, and you tell me who else needs to be on this list. Uh, Ronaldo, I don't know if you you've heard of him. He's he's a uh, He's some old dude that's come from Juve. You know, he's he's done pretty well um, over there. He scored a couple of goals. Uh, he's come to Manchester United. They they obviously like to pick up old boys at Cavani. So now Ronaldo. This is that that other chap um, that is again. If you are only coming into the show now on the FPL tips and chips side of things, um, you and you're thinking I, I'm knocking uh, Ronaldo right now. Please feel free to go go listen to the whole show. Because I, I pretty much heap praise on the man. You'd swear, you'd swear, you'd swear. And I think Prashun raised his eyebrows at me with the amount of praise. It's like, is this man actually a Closet United supporter? The answer is no. I think Ronaldo is amazing. He is amazing. And it's a very good, very good chance. If you're putting Ronaldo into your side, um, for whatever reason you're putting Ronaldo into your side, and I believe Ronaldo is definitely an option over um, Fernandez because Ronaldo will be on penalties. Ronaldo will be on most free kicks. Ronaldo wants the ball most of the time and likes to score the most goals. He has become the out-and-out -out Manchester United asset must-have. Fernandez will effectively become a differential. Am I right? Or, or, or I called that wrong there. So, uh, I, I I think what I I think amongst the Man United fans, he will be the differential, Bruno Fernandes. Yeah. Um, because I think a majority majority of them are on the armband with Chris, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, hundred percent. And I don't believe they're wrong at all. The the other side of players that you might want to have, Salah has been known to score a hat trick. Uh, or two every once in a while, and Leeds is a team that he can score hat-tricks against specifically because Leeds do come out attacking. Salah does look like another must-have kind of guy, potential captain um, from, from that aspect if if you know that he can get the ball into the back of the net. Uh, is, is there any reason to believe that Salah won't, uh, won't uh, go out there and get... Get some solid, uh, get some solid points this weekend. Uh, I'm sure Salah will get a few points if Liverpool score goals, and um, 
also that with Firmino injured, it also means that Jota gets game. So is Jota must have assist? Um, I think he should be a must-have as well. If you're looking for the alternate um, cheaper option, if you're going for a Bruno Fernandes and Ronaldo, um, then if you're looking for the one uh, Liverpool player, then Jota is the one to have because you cannot have Bruno Fernandes, Ronaldo and Salah. Yeah, that's probably true. However, you can have Ronaldo, Salah and Jota though um, because again, like you were saying, uh, the, the five million that you do save on a Jota over a... Fernandez. That, that, that make, that's a very interesting call, obviously, that uh, I think a lot of people would, would be making that hop to as well. It's like, listen, you can't have, you're either going to have R- Ronaldo and Fernandez, or you're going to have Ronaldo and Salah, or Ronaldo and maybe Lukaku, you know, depending on, on the way it goes. But you're almost certain that the Fernandez name, for the most part, across most FPL uh, players, will land up being, you know what, at 12.5 million, he's not on penalties, he's not on free kicks, he's a, um, he, he, he might be an assist machine to a, a goal machine, you know, and then that's where, that's where his goals will come from. The, you're, you're, you're thinking 12.5 million is just too expensive for Fernandez. But 7.9 million for Mikel Antonio. Another potential captain for the for the weekend. He is seven point nine. Am I right, Mister Antonio? Now, um, I'm not sure. Seven point nine million. I've got him. I think seven point nine. Okay, uh, confirmed. Oh, nice! Congratulations. Okay, I had him and I swapped him out for Callum Wilson after speaking to Jeremy. I, I believed uh, that Callum was the man, and <laughs> needless to say, I'm starting to think I shouldn't listen to anyone. Ever, and then I'll just get stuck in my own thoughts and fail even further at times. But Mikel Antonio this weekend is prime, prime to get some good points. You're expecting him to come out there and get some great results against um, against Southampton because Southampton do look defensively frail. Um, then. Obviously, Harry Kane for the for the weekend. He's another player that might be a standout that uh, you need to look to say, look, the man's going to score goals. Uh, Spurs are playing Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace aren't defensively sound. And you have to believe Kane can and will and most likely will smash uh, Crystal Palace if his head is in it, which I think it is now because he... I think he owes it to the Spurs fans, you know. So obviously staying, yeah. and and those are my. I've I've got my list down to four right now of potential captains. Um, anyone else you want to throw into the mix for those captains? Um, so, there we go. So Arsenal. if you. <laughs> So if you haven't listened to the show, like I said, again, go back and listen uh, to the Arsenal Norwich uh, segment where Prishan obviously uh, unpacks on his captain. And he's because he has he has actually said you have said that this man is your captain for the weekend. But is that set in stone right now? Set in stone. Um, Brave man. It, 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 it might be set in stone because um, I've got two free transfers. Okay. But I'm 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 trying to get him in, okay. so it means I have to take two of my front line out, and um, 
if if i take if i take out saint maximum um it's not enough funds to get um get him in okay but then i'm left to taking out then i'm left to taking out danny ings which is not a bad choice because so, he's he's in my um avoid list actually danny ings but we're, the the villa because of the villa run but yeah let's let's go go back onto your bamiang side um so if yeah. you're going to have to take two two out to get him in, so who are you bringing in if you take if you drop Ings and uh, Ings and Saint Max, you're bringing in Abamyang and uh, who, who's your enabler? For me to make funds to get uh, Abamyang in, I'll have to take out Son. What? It's a chance I have to take. But, and, he, and, he, but he looks injured also. Is it is this a long term thing? With Pierre Emerick? No, it won't. Uh, no, I don't think it'll be a long-term thing. But I think the next four games are favorable for Arsenal. I I see, and I see with his ownership at one point nine, one point nine percent. Okay. I so, think um, if, if if it pays off. So a great potential off. captain, as well as a great potential differential, and this is coming from a man who has finished as high up as eleven thousand three hundred and seventeen in the world, albeit that a couple of seasons ago. The last three seasons have not gone your way. What, what, what's been going wrong? Uh, last season was um, up, uh, uh, operation restart. No, yeah. Yeah, and last the, season was uh, last season was COVID. Well, yeah, there, there was there was yeah. coming. It wasn't quite yeah. Operation Restart because uh, that happened at the end of the Liverpool season, which I'm surprised you you didn't do so well over there. You also hit a 1.4 million, which I'm very disappointed as a Liverpool supporter. You should have tripled up on Salah and Mane. Uh, no, no, what what that one day it was um, when Operation Restart when the one Liverpool won the league. Mm. Operation restart. I was going through a through a loss of my dad and everything, so okay, I enough. kind of had to p- put it, it on hold when Operation yeah. restart. Yeah, so I like lost focus, concentration drive, there. motivation. Yeah, sure. Yeah, then last season, what cost me? If you if you look at my points wise, it was the third highest in the ten season I was playing. It it wasn't points wise that was was bad. Uh huh, but so that sounds like uh, an excuse. It was ah <laughs> uh, the six home games. Salah Salah captained him for the six home games, and Liverpool went and lost. So you know, also did yeah. the same thing. It was uh, Justin mm-hmm. Lloyd who was uh, all the way at number fifty in the world, <laughs> and then Liverpool had the the bad run, and yeah, everything everything fell. I never said all the wheels all came off. He still finished with a top one hundred k finish. Um, but yes, sometimes you you need to get off and that horse. You can't ride a dead horse at a time. Uh, and during that time, uh, Liverpool were were a dead horse for what eleven points in ten games. And I stick by one rule. One rule is I don't play with any Man United players. Ah. Uh, uh. I, I used to, I used to, I used to do that back in the day. Um, I say back in the day, you have to go all the way. The, the when fantasy uh, FPL was 
was like brand new. I think like season one. I don't even know if there was even a million players that played, but I was like, no, no United players and uh, no Everton players in my team. And if the if the team is above Liverpool in the table, I won't put a single player of their team in because I don't want to scream for them. And obviously, I found no joy in FPL, so it was like one and done. Like uh, it was kind of like, okay, well, I'm checking out. I'm, I'm not. I'm not jamming this thing. Well, I played it two seasons like that. I can't remember, but I, I barely concentrated because every time it would be like Liverpool at that time was not having the best seasons. So what would happen is the the season would start off poor for Liverpool and then after playing like three or four game weeks, I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. I can't do this because I can't sit behind a television split-minded going, I really want uh, so-and-so to, to score a goal but if they score a goal, it's bad for Liverpool. So uh, you you might say things like, oh, you don't want any Man United players in your squad, but you don't mind putting in a Chelsea or a Man City, you know, and even if they're ahead of Liverpool. Yeah, that's fine. But I, I cannot sit in front of the TV and watch a, a Man United players. You don't have to watch and then them. I must scream for him. Because... You don't have to watch them. No, uh, I... I... I practically watch every single English Premier League game. Cool. And then you're going to watch the 90-minute highlight package of Cristiano Ronaldo from the Newcastle game. I, I, for the last eight years, I haven't missed a Liverpool game. Good man. Good man. But uh, like I said, yeah, you're going so to watch 90 minutes of highlights of Cristiano Ronaldo against Newcastle. No. <laughs> I... It's 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 just lucky that the games are uh, there's a lot of games at the same time. Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you what I'll tell you what I'm almost talking myself into Cristiano Ronaldo as my captain for the weekend. I did hit I did hit the wild card early on. Um, I always kind of felt that I knew I was going to make the change uh, with the with the closing off the transfer window. It was it was either going to be after game week three. Or after game week seven with the end of Chelsea's run. But I feel like I've seen enough. And I'm not, I don't know. There, there, is there enough to make the, that call on for the the wild card? I think I, I, I'm in operation repair because I did try to play the differentials in the first game weeks. And I think I think part of the, the change was the bitterness of watching Ferran Torres start instead of Mares. And... Uh, uh. Yeah, so I was like, okay, wild card, it's time. time. Hmm? I I think a lot of people will play the wild card because they have to make that uh, that break to get uh, Ronaldo into their teams. So there will be a lot of wild cards. I think more people are going to do the minus four. I think a lot of people might have, uh, they might be, for example, taking out uh, one of their forwards and... uh, and Fernandez, and then they'll bring in Ronaldo in in the front, and then fill that uh, gap in, in the midfield with a like-priced uh, midfielder that uh, was with the four that they'd be swapping out. And it's most likely a Danny Ings because you can you can see it being Danny Ings that would come out for the people that do have Danny Ings. So while while we're on it, we might as well talk about those players to avoid. I think uh, right now again. I, I, I like to call it avoided like the plague players players to social distance. Uh, 
the Brazil returning players, you, you know they're not going to be playing except for Richarlison. Um, Villa might, they're about to start their horrific run. Son might just be injured, so you know, you're know you not entirely sure. So I don't want to quite say avoid him like the plague, but don't put him on as your captain. You know, don't know what's going to happen there. Smith Rowe from Arsenal, and I think Arsenal are going to miss Smith Rowe. Uh, he would have definitely been someone to feed your captain for the week or that you're the captain you're intending on putting on. Smithrow might have been that man. And then your yeah, Fernandez, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't, I don't see it. I, or I think we might. Is there a possibility that we're writing Bruno Fernandez off too quickly purely because Ronaldo is there? I, 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 I think a lot of Man United fans have, have done that already because they want to put the armband straight away onto Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't think it's just Man United I don't fans, blame- man. I don't think it's just Man United fans. Case in point, I think I'm one of them. I, I think I'm going straight to Ronaldo for the armband. I think he might even score five against uh, a lacklustre um, United team. Um, Newcastle United. Yeah, I, I, I understand that part of it. But does he fit straight away into Ole's team? Which team doesn't? Ronaldo fits into. Give me, give me one team in the world that Ronaldo doesn't fit into. <laughs> Name there's, one. I I don't know which. One. Give there's, me there's one no team. team he won't fit into. Exactly. But, but, but there's a certain there's a, there's a certain style of play that Ole will want him to play in the what, team. What what so, style does Ole want want Ronaldo to play? What style? Um, you do whatever you, you, you do. Can't. You're one of the greatest players of all time. So whatever you're doing is perfect. You go do that. And if uh, Ole says, listen, Cristiano, I want you to do this. Cristiano can go, no, Ole, you don't know what you're saying. I'm, I know what to do. I've, I've, I'm the, one of the greatest players of all time. You just keep quiet and you go talk to the bench or something. Let me do what I need to do. And then, then they'll be fine. And Ronaldo will score goals, lots of them. Oh, the, the, the other option for for most fans, I think, would be to go for for Mason Greenwood. See now that that's a that's the that's the thing, man. With Mason Greenwood, I have him in my side. Mason Greenwood definitely he's always going to play on the right if he is playing. Um, a large part of the time, he could be an understudy to Ronaldo, so he might actually start missing minutes. So whether offloading Mason Greenwood, you know, because again, I don't know if if Greenwood gets all the starts now, it, it becomes it becomes very very difficult. And like you like you said when you mentioned it earlier in in the when we did break down the matches, you don't know what the what the United team is going to look like, but you you can be pretty certain. There's going to be uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. There's going to be Fernandez. There's going to be Pogba, and then their relatively uh, sound, well, their set in stone defense uh, with Shaw, Juan Bissaka, and at least Maguire. You know, so you kind of know that that will be the United, uh, the United team um, that will be playing. But you don't know about Greenwood. And if you don't know about Greenwood, can you be putting him into your team? At seven point seven million right now, because that's what he costs. He costs the same as Pogba. Although I believe by the end of the season he will have outscored Pogba, 
even with less minutes, I wouldn't be telling you to put Pogba in your team either. The question is Greenwood gonna get is Greenwood gonna get those minutes? And the answer is probably no. You you just don't know. So you don't know. So you gotta take so you gotta you gotta play the percentages. Ronaldo's gonna play. He'll um Ole will put out the team sheet, he'll write the names on the board and Ronaldo's name might not be there. Then Ronaldo will walk up, he will scratch out who he wants to replace and he'll write his name. And then Ole's gonna go, Oh, sorry, I made a mistake. Obviously, Cristiano, you were meant to play. My bad. And then Cristiano <laughs> plays. So there there's almost a certainty of like, you know, there is although there's unknowns in the United uh, squad, there is there is certainties in the United squad and I don't believe Greenwood is one of them. So whether you need to be offloading him now uh or in the near future, you you might want to be looking at in the same price range between seven and a half to eight million. You know, well, let's go anything from seven point seven down. Um you know, there, there's just so many good players in the midfield. It's it's difficult to um difficult to pick. Because I mean Ben Rahm is still only six point four million. You might be going, Oh, what do I do if I've lost uh, if I've lost Greenwood? Well, Jota's seven point six million, so that's nearly like for like pricing. Ben Rama is six point four million. Hey, if you want an extra little bit of coin, you can bring in Grealish, I suppose. You know, Mason Mount seems to be pretty solid in the Chelsea side and he's gonna be getting assists. Rafinha, when he gets back, he's six point five million. So there's, there's so many of options. There's so many options in midfield. Exactly. And so is Greenwood really, is Greenwood really going to be that option? Um, I, I know he's not the option for me. <laughs> okay. That's, but you've also said that you don't put any United players into your side. Uh, so that that doesn't that that doesn't quite help the most, you know what I mean? Uh, but for the yeah. for for the for the for the listener that's out there that doesn't I, quite have such I, strong biases, I, I think if you're using a wild card, um, then you can take him off. Mm. But if you're going to go for a minus four, I probably will leave him maybe for another week mm. to see how it plays off. Okay. So now, now we're getting some sound advice out of you. Not, not, not just the bias like I hate yeah. United because they're crap. Because next week they play, um, they do play West Ham next week. They are traveling, and uh, again, that's that's going to be an interesting match because West Ham are not defensively sound. Oh, it looks like <clears throat> okay. Liverpool are playing Crystal Palace. So I, I know I'm, see, and see this. This is I'm just going to hop between Salah and Ronaldo all season for for captain. So, so there you go. Liverpool playing Palace. I'll I'll captain. I'll captain Salah a, a whole week and a half ahead of time, and I already know what I'm going to do. Um, then the following week after that, Villa play uh, United play Villa, and uh, Liverpool are playing Brentford. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, where's a coin? I could, this is a toss-up. I can do either or because, well, Villa crappy in defense than Brentford are. So maybe I'm going to be doing Ronaldo. Anyway, 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 anyway. So other players to avoid. I think Kai Havertz is injured. 
and Romalu Lukaku is not a dead set certainty. So if you have him in your squad, consider twice before captaining him. Who else do you think we should because, be avoiding? Because of the play this week, um, I see the Aston Villa keeper is also not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I said, Martinez. we we said just stay away from Villa players in general because what what does their run okay. look like? I think uh, um, let's let's quickly look at their fixtures. They play Chelsea away, Everton at home, Manchester United away, Tottenham away. <laughs> as I, I watch you laughing, I, as I watch you laughing, and this is why I'm saying you need to maybe dropping Ings out your, which you said you were going to do most likely, and it's not a bad decision because, sure, can, are are they going to be scoring goals against Chelsea, Everton, United, and Tottenham in the next four weeks? A lot of goals. Are you going to get those returns? Again, Ings still costs. Point one more than Antonio, but you have Antonio in your side already, so you don't need Antonio. You want to ban because you're going to captain him. So, okay, can can we just get into then some some differentials? I'm going to throw in a Bamiyang as a differential because he he does have that potential to shine this week. It is there. Is he is he captaining yeah. captain potential? Maybe. Maybe he's captain potential. But there's again, I know, and I say he's a differential, but Ferran Torres is still 7.2 million for a, an out of position playing. He's a midfielder in on FPL and he's playing centre forward for Man City. There is no Kane. There is no Sergio Aguero. There is no Gabriel Jesus. So that means Mares will come play front right. Do they put Sterling to replace Ferran Torres in the centre? No, probably not. No. Sterling isn't the greatest finisher, but he's I and mean, he's got he's got a bunch of goals because he ta- makes a bunch of he t- he's been taking a bunch of shots, you know, things like that through time. You know, historically speaking, Ferran Torres is almost you know a, a, a mainstay bolt-on kind of player for for Man City right now. So you can't go wrong with Ferran yeah, Torres. I, I, I... I, I think with the Man City players, people are, because of Pep Guardiola's choosing of the team, mm. he puts them off because quite a few times with me, myself, I had Mares in the team and the man doesn't even play. Oh, dude. And, yeah. and, and it's, it's frustrating when a guy, you play and he doesn't play. So, so that is why mostly I stick away from Man City players. You but, know what broke my heart? I'm sure was when they played Norwich, uh, yeah. Morris came on like with like 10 minutes to play and he gets a goal. And I was like, okay, 100%, he's starting next week. You know, Ferran, Ferran <laughs> didn't score a goal, although he had a goal disallowed, you know, whatnot. But 100% uh, Morris is going to start next week. And then Ferran Torres starts. And and it was he was Tories that I took out. Now this is again for the listener that had enjoyed the beginning of the show and listening to this. I, as I explained to Prashun, I wanted to <coughs> do violent things to my television when I saw the starting lineup of uh, of City versus um, City versus Arsenal. And I always knew City were going to smash Arsenal. I, w- I knew it was going to happen. I just expected Mares to start and not Torres. And uh, so I, I let Torres go to keep Mares. And 
yeah, let's just say that didn't work out because Mares was my captain. So if I had let Mares go, I would have captained Torres. Uh, and that was that was a nice uh, at the sixteen thirty two point swing. If I if I captain him thirty two points, uh, so it, it it really did hurt. It it it, uh, it left a and it was the first game of the game week. So let's just say the rest of the game week um, were had I had a very bitter taste in my mouth uh, when when I thought about FPL. I was like, I hate this game. I hate Pep Guardiola. <laughs> I hate Man City, I, I hate football, and then I sit like a zombie watching the next match. You know how it goes. Anyway. So other yeah. other 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 men to look at. If if Jimenez is is gonna be jamming for Wolves, we don't know again, make that decision at the end of yeah. the game week at the end of the um press conferences when we hear that. If he is starting, he is a great differential. He takes I think he takes as many shots in the box, or he's taken more shots in the box, or touches in the box than Salah so far this season. So Jimenez is really someone you want to look at while we're talking about that. The Wolves team, and with the Wolves run that's coming up now, uh, you you need to believe that uh, that uh, that there is going to be goals that is going to be found there for them. And again, you were talking. We're talking about dropping. If you're going to be dropping Danny Ings, you're looking at Jimenez. He's got Watford, Brentford, Southampton, Newcastle. Then they play Villa. Then they play Leeds. That that is their game week run. It is a massively attractive game week run to be pulling in players. So again, Traore is. He's he's gonna he's gonna get goals eventually, or he's gonna get assists eventually. But when Wolves go off, Wolves will go off. There's gonna be big. Big results over there, so so get on top of the Wolves team sooner rather than later. You are going to have a very happy um, differential uh, differential options because I think the most owned player currently right now, on percentage wise of percentage ownership, is Jimenez at three point one percent percentage ownership, which is nothing. So if you get if you get onto the Wolves guys now, you cannot go wrong. You cannot go wrong. Um, and then I, the last one that I had in, and again, this is if he does start with uh, Son, most likely not going to play. Um, and although when even when Son and Kane were back, like I said earlier in the show, uh, instead of Son playing on the left, he was pushed to the right to make sure that. Bergwijn did get the start, did get the play, because ultimately Bergwijn is far more attractive in terms of point scoring ability because of his ability to create assists than Delhi Alley. At least I think so. And he comes in at a meager six million or six point zero. We say million, but does anyone actually say that they give you a hundred? That's all they give you. Do we just say it's a hundred million? I, I don't even use the million. I just say six. Yeah, six exactly. point four. So six point three. Yeah, uh, exactly. So he comes in at six. Um, oh, it, it's oh, no. There is a pound in front of it. There's no million. So he comes at the uh, when you look at the when you look at the squad value. He comes in at six point four pounds. Or no, six six pounds. Uh, six pounds flat. Um, but for the sake of it, six million. Let's just call it that. He comes in at at six. Um, 
as an option for for a spur, for someone in in the midfield that is going to go out there and he's going to get you he's going to get you assists and and you know he's feeding realistically the the most natural goal scorer in all of the Premier League right now. So he doesn't have to give too many passes to Harry Kane for Harry Kane to, to be getting results. So, so far he's got two assists in three games. So any other, any other differentials you've got there, some sneaky snipers to get those results? I think if, if, if Brentford scores a goal, the goal has to come from Tony. And then what about the Embrema so, that you were talking about Embrema earlier? Yeah, I know I was talking about him, but he hasn't scored or done much at the moment. But I, I think for now, if a goal has to come from Brentford, it's going to be from Tony. Okay, what is the percentage ownership on Tony right now? That's that's still up at nineteen point three percent. So it's not the, the not the biggest differential, but let's uh, let's call it a differential for the sake of calling it a differential. Um, for, the, for the price of six point four, if you're going to get in a Ronaldo, you're going to have to look at a a very cheap option. Yeah, and that's where I think uh, that man Dennis from uh Dennis from Watford, I think he comes in at something like 5.2 million or 5.1 million um and he's going to be on the field score well he's going to be on the field more often than not, but they have started to pick up the ownership on that um already. And then there's just one more player I do I do want to mention. And because, again, and I know I mentioned it earlier in the show, and I feel that we look past him uh, too often. Um, Ike Gundogan, he still is a goal threat yeah. for for Man City, even though he plays from deep. But once he starts getting his things going, I believe we'll, you'll see assists and you'll see goals in him. And as long as... Um, as long as there seems to be the fight uh, between Grealish and Sterling, as opposed to only one of the two, of the, as opposed to both of them playing down the left wing, uh, Gundogan does look like a relatively safe start for the team. Okay, and then what? And then what? Uh, so, so have I missed anyone over there right now? Are you happy so far? Yeah, I'm happy. Okay, so now um, I'm, what I'm going to do, uh, uh, just let me know if you can see it. I'm going to share. I'm going to share my my screen with you. Can you see that? Can you see the the LTV Cerberus team? Well, or you can open it if you've got your laptop in front of you. Go, go open up the LTV Cerberus team, and then we're going to talk about who we're going to take out, who we're going to put in, and uh, and then. Who you okay, want to how, how do I see this? Well, I'll tell you what. So what oh, you're going to do is go grab it, go grab it in the the LTV bragging rights league. Go click on the team uh, as as the team is currently unchanged as it stands. Okay. Okay. LTV. Horse. LTV Cerberus. Yeah, yeah, I found it. Okay, cool. So uh, we've obviously got I, to set our team up for I, this I, week. I did have a look at this team and I was um, 
seeing it during the week. Okay. So, I think. So so what do you think we should be doing over here to uh who do you think we should be taking out putting in uh we we have some money in the bank and what type of formation are you are you keen for and then where where do we want to pick up our um alterations over here? Um, let me just one second. So you're looking at bringing in a Ronaldo in? But I, no, it's up to it's actually up to you because you're higher on the the. Let's let's try it. Let's try it. <laughs> try throw something in together that we we tend to be happier with. I I must be honest with you. In in the front, I I do like the option of dropping Callum Wilson for Mikel Antonio. I don't believe that is a bad option right now. Uh, so we we could probably be able to All get right. him in. So then we've got three forwards, Richarlison, Bamford, and Antonio. And then we've got to decide on a formation at uh, from from the backside. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think Antonio will be... But uh, Rafinha is also a player who won't start. Yeah. He's injured. Not so, injured. Yeah, the quarantine time or whatever it is. So again, we, we can look at obviously making other changes along the way that we do have 1.9 million in the bank. Um, do, do we have to, if we had to pick a team or what is our, the Brandon Williams is obviously starting. He'll be starting for, um, for Norwich. So you already know Norfolk. he's going on to, he's going on to the, the field. Um, it, the, the man who's been loaned. And it's going to be against. It's going to be against Arsenal. So unless we want to be making changes rather in the back, we we rather leave the two forwards as uh, Bamford and Richarlison. You know, we we could play something like that and then make the change in the back. Or you want to make something in the midfield. What what grabs you as a, as an FPL professional um, with many seasons under your belt? Rafinha is uh, at what? Uh Price. How much will you have in the bank? Okay, so you want to you want to do five uh, five midfielders? Is that uh, is that where we're going with this? Yeah. Okay, so if we're dropping Rafinha, yeah. we have got eight point four million in the bank. Are we looking at a Ferran Torres? I would, I would look at uh, a Ferran Torres. Yeah. Or Ben Rama. Which one grabs you the most? Or if if we are playing with what we believe, and this is this is again my personal opinion, I think it's going to happen for Adama Traore sooner rather than later. And I think it is the game against Watford. That that would be my ultimate call for the for the weekend. Um, would be obviously a Wolves getting that uh, breaking their duck and getting off the mark. And I think Adama Traore is going to be a man either getting assists or goals this weekend. But he always he always makes so much promise though. <laughs> maybe I just maybe I'm saying it because I want to believe. I want to believe. Uh, okay, okay. I I think the best one is to take out Wilson. Rather play three at the front and take out Wilson and put Antonio. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna drop we're gonna drop Wilson. We're gonna go get ourselves, Mister Antonio. From the forwards, Mr. Man on fire. Okay, and then we are going to going to uh, let's quickly set up our team. 
Our forwards is going to be Richarlison, Antonio and uh, Bamford because obviously Rafinha is not playing. Yeah. Our midfield that we currently have is Barnes, Salah, Son, uh, Grealish and our defenders will be Dean, Lucas, Dean, Amati and Brandon Williams. And then which, which girlie are we going to go for? Um, I think we're going to stick it out with Sanchez in goals against Brentford. Then it's probably yeah. a good idea. Captain for Salah or Antonio? Um, we'll have to go with Salah. Salah's the man. Okay, and then we'll make vice yep. captain Antonio for the pure chance that Salah doesn't start. Yeah. Okay, now Mr. Prishan Pillard, how many how many points are you going to score this weekend? Is it going to be the magical sixty nine or ninety six? No. Um, no, not ninety six. Not ninety six. Too hoping little. Hoping for hundred and. No, 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 no. I'm hoping for about a sixty. Hoping for a 60. Okay. Well, good luck for the game weekend. Thank you so much for joining us all the way from the UAE. We appreciate the fact that you've come on there. Um, And, you know, again, as if you are a listener, you're still listening. We'd love to have you join us on the show. Again, this, this podcast is hopefully reaching out to people around the world to get different opinions along the way, like we have been speaking to Mr. Pallad Ovia. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, we're, we're lucky enough to get a very biased uh, Man United supporter on, uh, one that doesn't put any Liverpool players into his FPL team. I think that would add some balance to <laughs> to, to Prishun. But... I, 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 I will look into getting one of the Man United fans. Uh, a, a, a Cristiano Ronaldo for a game against Newcastle, five, six, seven goals? Too easy? Ah, no. (laughs) Okay. Too easy. Well, anyway, good luck for the weekend, man, Prashant, and we'll catch you on the other side. Cheers, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.